Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Lucky Land Casino. Asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Got a secret. Can you keep it? Swear this one you'll save. Better lock it in your pocket. Taking this one to the grave If I show you, then I know you won't tell what I said Cause two can keep a secret if one of them is dead Welcome to Teen Girl Talk Teen Girl Talk I'm Susie Coda I'm Franklin Coda And this week we are doing our third installation of Pretty Little Liars Episodes uh, seven Six through nine Seven, seven through nine. Seven through nine. Whatever. <laughs> it's, not, it's not like we got it right when we talked about it at the end of last week's episode, so... I wouldn't know. I don't edit anything. Nope. <laughs> Guys, I'm just here to provide quips. Frank does all of the heavy lifting. Be sure to thank him when you email us, because I know you will, at realteengirltalk at gmail.com. And I'm going to do this plug this week for please rate and review us. I'll love you. That's a lot of love. I like... I love hard. Ask anyone I've loved. They're like, it's exhausting. It's so intense. And then she naps a lot. <laughs> you're, the, you're like a cat. I know. The re- you're <laughs> like your cat. <laughs> I have a completely like Miss Havisham cat story. Where like from earlier today, about two hours ago. Uh, my cats are shedding right now. This has nothing to do with Pretty Little Liars. So if you don't like cat stories, skip ahead two minutes. Um, <laughs> I have to vacuum the cat tower, which is covered in carpet. Carpet? Yeah, just like carpet. So they can look at the window and the couch. And Yoshi, my larger male cat, terrified of the vacuum, out of the room. Tara, my smaller, all-black cat, <laughs> decided that the vacuum had offended her with this noise and sat at the top of the couch and, like, raised a paw the way that you would behave as if you were, like, threatening to slap someone. <laughs> but, like, not even with, like, a lot of gusto. She just kind of hovered it, and I was like, what are you going to do? <laughs> <laughs> Your tiny, tiny cat. She is so heavy and so She's ornery. Dense. She's, yeah, she is a nibbler. Um, but okay, let's get into it. This show just does not stop. I love it. I love it. And this show is like, did you think you knew what's up? You don't. You were wrong. There's, st- I, I'm, now I understand how there's seven seasons of this show. The, like, there has to be another, like, antagonist, like, down the pipe. Well, like, we- Dr. Doom comes out. He's like, liars! This is a reference I do not get. If you want to explain it to me, please write into realteengirltalk at gmail.com. Please send just Susie the Wikipedia article that just says Dr. Doom. No, I need pictures. I need visuals. You got to draw me pictures. I have to see it with my own two eyeballs, not read it. Okay. 
And or if you would like to put together a hand puppet show and then put it on YouTube, you can refer to me as your idea benefactor. That one's for you. That's free. That's C in a circle, but then with that anti-sign over it. <laughs> it is not copyrighted. Anti-grites. Yeah. Um, also, get back to us if you figured out that having a hair tumor makes you more aggressive. Yeah. We, we're, a la Melissa. We're, we're really into that. Okay, in my head now, Melissa just has, like, a benign tumor made of hair and teeth. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. That, well, that's the OC. We haven't gotten there yet. Okay, so we recorded... We did. Yes, we did. What are you talking about? Spencer's sister? Yeah, but... It, Wait, yes, sorry. I got confused. We recorded two episodes last week. I'm not used to change. Please, just bracket and cut it out. It's going to get confused. Okay. <laughs> anyway. Uh, okay. So, um, I am finishing one 16-ounce Red Bull and moving on to the second one. So, about halfway during this episode, I'm going to peak very hard. <laughs> and then all of a sudden, I'm going to be like... I don't care. Whatever. <laughs> a isn't Allison. It's anonymous. Possibly still Allison. <laughs> Brian believes because we haven't seen that body that Allison is like walking deading all over the place. I don't think she's walking deading. I just think like I like I still think there's still. You think she's pinheading? I I don't think she, she has can. a puzzle box. <laughs> yes. <laughs> like, Allison would. Like, look, I am so sick of hearing eulogies about how awesome Allison is. We have seen zero evidence of Allison even acting like a human being with emotions. <laughs> After these past three episodes, I was like, Allison is a sociopath. Because everyone's like, she makes me feel so warm. And then it's so cold. <laughs> okay, so who... who? And she's a super liar. Who do you think is more... Like a mega favor. Who do you think is more evil, Madison Bell or Allison DeLaurinus? Okay, here's the thing. Madison Bell, it feels like she really cannot rein in the crazy. Like, Madison Bell <laughs> just wants to be loved and doesn't know how. Allison is, like, a level bazillion manipulator. Okay, so here, here's, um, in one of the Terry Pratchett books, they talk about a serial killer. Like, everybody's like, he's an insane sociopath or whatnot. And the main character's like, no, he's perfectly sane. He knows what he's doing is wrong, but chooses to do it anyway. That is how I feel about Allison. Like, Allison is constantly like, okay, so let's get into it, because yeah. I feel like it's evidenced in literally every episode. Like, this series is not even as much about the death, discovering who the murderer of Allison is, as much as painting a picture of Allison as a stone-cold killer of dreams. <laughs> Like, I'm not saying that Allison should have been murdered. It's tragic. I also don't believe that she's probably murdered. Like, I know they said they found her body, but I'm like, who knows? It could have been, a, like, a, you know, what are those things? Scarecrow. I, I went to say a straw man. But it could have also been a metaphorical straw man because Allison is so evil. Yeah. Uh, um, but, I mean, like, this could be the town of long cons. Like, we don't know if Jenna's actually blind. Like... Though, in this... Okay, so, yeah, let's get into it, because um, in the beginning of the seventh episode, Toby... We open in media res. The to girls are still looking for Emily. Yeah, but Emily is being raced to the hospital by Toby, um, which, you know, good on you, Toby, for not just leaving her there and, like, fleeing on your own. 
Um, he dumps her at the hospital and then takes off. On a motorcycle. On a motorcycle. But wait, didn't he have a car? He stopped at home to get a motorcycle. They talk about that. Oh, okay. So then he leaves on a motorcycle, and then Emily is bedridden with a broken wrist. It looks sprained. It doesn't even look broken. She's yeah. not wearing a cast. She's wearing one of those Velcro. She cast. still looks beautiful. Like it's it's, <laughs> you know. Later in this episode, when Allison says she's using Emily just for practice, I was like, Emily is gorgeous, Allison. You're kind of swinging above your weight. Sorry. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> sorry, not sorry. Like. I hate you. <laughs> I hate Allison. I hate her. Cause it's, just... it's so hard to feel sympathetic that she's dead because she's the worst. <laughs> she's so miserable. Yeah. Uh, I mean, like, even... She... Do you know who she's like? Who? The grandpa from Charlie and the Chocolate Factory. Oh. Hmm. Conniving. <laughs> yeah, but he was at least at times nice to Charlie. Like... Allison at times was nice to everyone. Fair point. Um, Remember when Emily is talking about Allison, she's like, Allison just made me feel so special. Do you know who made Charlie feel special? Grandpa. Grandpa Joe. That son of a bitch. (laughs) (laughs) Anyway. I'm not on Facebook, but I've definitely seen screen caps of all of the groups that try to deride Grandpa Joe. I'm here for them. Join them. I don't know who they're run by. I have no knowledge other than the screen cap I saw like three years ago. They're, they're, but it got me thinking. There's just one Grandpa Joe truther who's like, I must bring more people into the web. And this is where you heard it first. I'm going to marry him or her. <laughs> and all of our vows will be like, I knew from when you told me that Grandpa Joe is corrupt that you were the one. <laughs> so I don't know if I've ever... I... I I'm single right now. Um, but Ladies. I wasn't going to say it because I thought it would be creepy. That's the point. I know, but... Um, or gentlemen, whatever. <laughs> it's all good. Um, <laughs> but only if you hate Grandpa Joe. <laughs> and But I've already pre-written my vows. My vows. Oh, I have a paragraph so far. So the, the vows I have are, you are my all, you are my everything, you're my ride or die bitch. I do not subscribe to the reptilian agenda. I shot a kid. I hate this. <laughs> I'm going to veto these. <laughs> They're vetoed. I just put a stamp on it. It's a big stamp. That says, I mean, just caught on fire. Oddly enough. <laughs> so, never mind. I'm not going to give all that tangent. <laughs> the words in that configuration can never exist again written in your hand. <laughs> Sure, they can't. Um, they can't. So anyway, and they won't. So anyway, um, I put another stamp on it. Emily's <laughs> Emily's lying in bed, and Jenna shows up on her own with the seeing eye dog that has been mentioned numerous times, but I guess they could not afford except for this one scene. Yeah, usually she's just holding on to people. Or like clack- was Toby previously her seeing eye dog? Kind of. I mean, or clacking that stick. Like. Really whacking that stick against the ground. <laughs> and there's this like beautiful moment where she's like, I brought cookies. They're best with milk. You have milk, don't you? To Emily's mom. This is also the first time I think we really get... Cause I, I was, Do you think that was a got milk joke? No, I just... I hate it. I just think it was Jenna being... Oh, look, I wrote it on your vows. <laughs> Get the stamp of rejected. I didn't, was gonna put got milk in my vows. <laughs> I already did. It belongs there. I shot a kid. Got milk. 
had the kid. You got milk. I was like, I shot a kid. Why? What is that from? It's from Die Hard. <laughs> it's the best line reading in all of cinema history. Where, like, um, Bruce Willis is like, what happened to you, Reginald Bell Johnson? He's like, I shot a kid. <laughs> I hate this. I'm ignoring... <laughs> I'm ignoring Die Hard to talk. I was talking about Pretty Little Liars. You veered me off. With the, I got milk. Okay. You talked about your vows. I I was obsessed with the vows because I hadn't heard them before and I hate them. I texted them to you. When? When I, when I came up with the I do not subscribe to the reptilian agenda. Well, that's probably the only part I focused on. I just wanted to do a short interlude here. Frank and I saw both saw The Godfather for the first time in the theater on Sunday. And, um, our father uses a ton of those quotes in his day to day. So I was like, oh, I know that line. I know that line. But the ADR on one of the most famous lines when Marlon Brando is like shaking that actor and he's like, get a hold of yourself, be a man or whatever. I was like, oh my God, this is like, he's like telephoning it in from the next room. What? Be a man. Get a hold of yourself. I was like, what? <laughs> and so like And of all the things that way he gets strangely enraged about, like It was bizarre. But I'm gonna bring this back around to Pretty Little Liars. And when I think of the production value on Pretty Little Liars in comparison to The Godfather, which is like one of the most revered movies ever, I'm like, damn, the production value on this show is so high. <laughs> Especially for a first season. Yeah, well like, This show must cost a ton to produce because like we get different locations constantly. There's about half a bazillion actors there's and extras. Four different houses. Yeah, and so many and sets of shitty parents. Yep. <laughs> and now we have a park to be desecrated. Yep. <laughs> well, the, the park was... I think the park is just kind of like... Not, it definitely I, looks, it feels like a set piece because they never like go anywhere. Yeah, it's not like, Everyone's always just standing exactly on top of the There's, there's no kids playing, like they don't ever have to redirect a frisbee back to some children. It really does feel like the smallest little park from Parks and Rec. Yeah. Like when they take that three by four park, that's the Allison Monument. They're like, this is all the grass we had. Don't ask for more. The, ta- the, the township was like, that's really all we think Allison deserves. And, and then like, Councilwoman Suzy's yells, make it smaller! <laughs> well, like, think about it. When they're talking about it during the eulogy, they're like, go to this corner. And I didn't, like, think about that when they were saying it. And then later when they showed the park, I'm like, she's literally talking about going <laughs> into a two-by-two two corner. This is ridiculous. If there, were dr- if there were drug dealers in Rosewood, that's where they would deal drugs. Seriously. Ugh. We've all seen those corner parks. You know the ones. Our town was so small, it wasn't even a park. It was the bench in front of the Wachovia. (laughs) Um, But I wanted to say, I'm very negative today, so I hate this park. Uh, It's going on top of the list. Stamped, rejected, fuck this park. (laughs) And guess what? Someone does fuck it right up. (laughs) Like, immediately. I know! They're like, like, wait, is it over? Is the dedication ceremony over? Crack, 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 crack. I thought they were going to set it on fire, but instead they just poured a bunch of water on the, like, the shitty little candles. They didn't pour a bunch of water on it. They knocked over that bird bath. (laughs) Okay, so let's go in order. I'm sorry. My hatred of the park has overwhelmed me, and now I am obsessing about how much I hate this park. So Jenna is like, you need to get that file back. Um, because, like, it's very... I forget why she said it's important. 
that she can't have it get out because it's going to make her brother Toby look bad. And if it does get out, she will blow up some stuff at this dedication ceremony. Because Allison went to see um, Jenna in the hospital after Jenna's after the accident and that Allison made caused. Up, lies out of whole cloth. Was just like, oh, guess what? You know what? Uh, which one was it? Spencer or Emily? Spencer. That Spencer threatened? No, that Spencer threw the bomb. Like, did everything like Allison did. Oh, I thought she said it was Emily. I thought Emily was getting blamed. No. Okay. <laughs> no, she, like, like, Jenna says this to Emily. Or, or maybe... No, here's the thing. Okay, so Jenna says... Um... Allison was scared of all of you. Allison's brother later says to Spencer, Allison told me it was you. Yeah. There's no consistency in Allison's lies. Allison really was just about lying in that moment to forward her agenda. <laughs> what? I really want to see what the, like, I want to see Allison's corkboard with the red strings. Because I want to know what she was working towards. She feels disorganized. Yeah. Or, I mean, she's or insanely the, manipulative, but it feels disorganized. Or, all things considered, she never thought that Jenna and um, her brother were ever going to speak to, like, to one another. So there's no way to collaborate the lies. Or these other people. Or contradict them. Because, like, this, it's said at a couple points in this couple, uh, few episodes, you know, your group is terrifying. It's insular. There were a lot of secrets, and you guys were just known that way. Yeah. I think Lucas refers to it as a posse. <laughs> yeah. Um. Oh, I wanted to point this out real quick. So in the midst of these cuts between like Emily and um, Jenna, we go to Spencer real quick and she is. She's, tr she's trying to make up with Alex, her. And he's at work. She goes into the kitchen because they fired a bunch of kitchen people. And Spencer's like, I can be here. It's fine. And Alex's boss is like, uh, no, you can't. <laughs> and then finally gives up because Spencer is like white girl privileging all over the place. And Alex is like, you pissed off. I don't remember what his boss's name is. And she's like, well, I'll just look out and I won't order the clam chowder. Look out unless I order the clam chowder. And I was like, is that a Fight Club reference? In Ugh. the midst of Pretty Little Liars? What else could it be? I, I mean, I don't think you're wrong, but... I was like, Pretty Little Liars, you're still surprising me after all these years. Oh, God, there was, there was another reference where I was like, damn, Pretty Little Liars, that was a good one. Um, um, Hannah, ma Hannah makes it, like, our sweet angel Hannah. Oh, Hannah's my favorite right now. She's like the anti-Allison, yeah. sticking up for people... Trying, trying her best to help her mom. Making unpopular decisions. Team Hannah. So, Emily's mom does the weirdest thing ever and decides to just sit bedside as if Emily is, like, on her last legs, takes Emily's phone away, and then just sits there and reads a magazine. It's like, you're gonna tell me why you were going out with Toby, with Toby. I knew he said Tori Fonderson. That's like, exactly what I was thinking. Um, while you are going out with Toby... And she's like, I don't, I, he was nice. She's like, do you know what people are going to say when they know you were hanging around Toby and now he's gone and whatnot? So like, oh, Emily's mom, I thought you were the one good one, but yeah. alas. And then we cut to um, Arya's family. Trash dad is in the midst of leaving. I did not shed a tear. <laughs> no. Like, Ice water in these veins. But 
What's up? But then he doesn't leave. Yes, like the mom leaves. I'm like, why? Why would the mom leave? And then this scene is followed up with another frustrating scene where all the girls are arguing and with the file in the woods. Yes. With the Toby file. <laughs> and Hannah is like, I am going to burn this. I stole a document. HIPAA exists. They're going to figure out it was me. And the it, other has my, it has only my fingerprints on it. No, they've all been manhandled. All right. And then um, the other two women are like, why are you being so crazy? Why are you being like this? We're going to send this to the police. Oh, my God. And so instead of burning it, Arya throws it in the river as if when water or paper gets wet, <laughs> it no longer exists. They're like, it's gone. And I was like... Girls, <laughs> you are all so smart. Why? Can I explain physics to you? <laughs> Though matter can neither be created nor destroyed, the form you left it in is still legible. <laughs> spoiler to the end of the episode. We see is it even a spoiler? <laughs> <laughs> we see a figure clad in black scooping pages out of the out of the water, and he and he or she even takes the file with him that just says in, in like written in crayon on the front, Toby Cavanaugh. Oh my god. And so, Arya gets more bad news. Mr. Fitz, <laughs> a.k.a. Trash Dad in Training, has disappeared. <laughs> Thank jeez, I saw this and I texted Susan, like, episode seven is the best episode! Because, like, Arya's mom is being super mean to the dad and calling him out on his shit. Like, and then, like, as, like, fucking Mr. Fitz is gone, I was like... Like, I was like, Arya, girl, I know you're so sad right now, but everything is coming your way. You don't know it. <laughs> I know. And so then we cut back to Spencer in the kitchen again. Alex has... Ex no, he Alex put off their date because he's like, I gotta go into work to make fruit kebabs. <laughs> and so she shows up like a stalker, and he's like, did you not think I was going to be here? I'm making fruit kebabs. And then she just yells, you love me, I know it! <laughs> and he's like, you told me to say that. Um... <laughs> No, that doesn't happen. He's like, I gotta make these fruit kebabs without wearing a hairnet or gloves. <laughs> and you remember... That, okay, and you remember, I'm not as rich as you. Like, oh my god, everyone is constantly like, Spencer, you're like so rich, it's gross, and I'm not rich. Hannah does it to her like an episode later, and I was like, damn Spencer. <laughs> you have like no control over your circumstances because you're a minor, but everyone is gonna remind you how privileged you are <laughs> again and again and again. Hey, Spencer, check your privilege. God, I was just sitting here. Yeah, they're like, uh, Spencer, do you want to go throw some clash trash over there? And she's like, what? <laughs> um, <clears throat> so I was super upset about the kebabs. <laughs> Everyone's just touching on these kebabs with bare hands. Um, I hate Sean. Oh, so <laughs> Sean, Hannah's boyfriend, who she crashed his car, and then they didn't fuck, and then they went to the saving yourself thing, and then we met Lucas, who's my new sweet boy, even though they lead us to believe that he destroys that park, aka I don't care, that only elevates him in my opinion. Because <laughs> Allison was a shit to him. Let Lucas destroy the park. Let him have this one. <laughs> so not like the town doesn't have enough money to rebuild it within a day. Or maybe actually build a park and not just a lot. They put some, like, uh, astrotech. Let the girls there. have this one. Uh, I said I ship Hannah and Lucas. But, so while Hannah is, like, being a healthy teen, 
with good self-esteem, Sean's like, hey, Arya, I sent you flowers. Yeah, I meant screw Hannah. And Arya's like, I don't fucking have time for this, Sean. No one's interested. <laughs> I, like, I, I when I saw those flowers, I just went, ugh, because I thought they were from Mr. Fitz. Oh, I did too. I, like, I think I, like, sort of zoned out. And when I found out they were from Sean, I was like, Incrementally less annoying than if they were from Mr. Fitz. <laughs> like, like, if I was Arya, I'd be like, oh, I just vomited a little bit in my mouth. Um, oh, and so yeah. while Arya's having this exchange with Sean, Hannah is flirting with Lucas, who's helping her post her purses online because her mom is broke and is like, we can only have milk and orange juice and yogurt and no champagne. And I was like, Hannah's a minor, but like whatever. And so <laughs> no sparkling cider. <laughs> Lucas accidentally touches her hand, and it's like, "I'm sorry." And she's like, "What?" And he's like, "I touched your personal skin." And I was like, "I both loathe and love that phrase." <laughs> <laughs> and so they have a discussion about Allison, where Hannah, you know, says like, "She can be nice sometimes. She'd make me feel special, and then maybe not so special." And uh, Lucas is like, well, she never made me feel special because she was always busy shitting on me come and on. saying really transphobic things. <laughs> come, um, on, like, come on, Allison. <laughs> um, and then I thought that Spencer was being unfair about Toby. I feel like everyone's being unfair about Toby. I, I, they are defo, like, trying to lampshade us with Toby. Yeah, it's so stupid. And then we're back to Arya's mom. Just dunking on Trash Dad. She's like, what's that? You want to pretend you care about this family all of a sudden? Face, get out of here. Wait, I'm going to leave. And I was like, what? <laughs> I'm going to turn around on you. I'm leaving. And Trash Dad is like, I'm incompetent because I haven't paid attention to our children in 15 years. And then she just yells, Chris's take me away. And then Chris Hemsworth and Chris Evans like walk in, pick her up on their shoulders. And then Chris Evans just looks at Trash and says like, you sickened me. And they walk out with her on their shoulders. And then they're like, was that Rob Lowe? He didn't age well. And I was like, damn, these production values are high. <laughs> because it's not its not just Chris Evans and Chris Hemsworth. It's Captain Marvel and Thor. And you're just like, how did they get a Marvel tie-in here? It's not Captain Marvel, it's Captain America. Fuck. It's Captain Marvel's a different guy, right? It's a different lady. Oh, right. Okay, so... Brie Larson! I'm super pumped you're gonna be in the Marvel's MCU. I, She's I like her too. She's very good. I don't know anything about this though. I don't have a ton to contribute. That's cool. I'm very excited about uh, Thor uh, Ragnarok and oh. Wonder Woman was so amazing. Yes. Okay, so if you hear the sound of our voices, it'd probably still be in theaters at this point. Oh, Come see Wonder it's Woman. totally going to be in theaters for the rest of the summer. Yeah. I have like no doubt. It's it. Frank told me it made back his budget in that first weekend and it had a 93% on Rotten Tomatoes. Yeah. And it's like super certified fresh. Go fuck yourself, Batman v Superman. <laughs> but Frank's not bitter. Martha! Martha, save the earth! Martha, save Martha! Oh, what, what? Back in the 1930s, Martha just happened to be a really common name? Super popular. Step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm gonna make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you wanna get mixed up in the family business. Introducing The Godfather at ChompaCasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of The Godfather slot. Someday. 
I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play the Godfather. Now at ChampaCasino.com. Welcome to the family. VGW Group. No purchase necessary. Avoid where prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. God damn it. <laughs> so, Alex and... So, I think... No, I'm not even going to go into that. Alex is... So... Oh, Alex sends Spencer back to the towel closet... And she opens it up, and there's all of these... I don't know where they got these glossy headshots of all of the club matter members. <laughs> I, but they have, like, little devil horns and goatees. Like, one of them has, like, the word bitch written on it. And you're like, Melissa is up there, you better believe. <laughs> and so is Spencer. And Spencer's like, devil horns? As if it's the worst thing that's ever happened to her. And I'm like, Spencer, do you not remember that your entire family is the worst? Do you not remember you were friends with Allison? <laughs> Who, if she could, she probably would have burned you in effigy. It's true. And so she's like, I can't take this. And I was like, Spencer, you're being so unfair. If I got blamed at any job for other stuff my coworkers said, like, I'd always be in trouble. People just do that stuff because, like, sometimes work doesn't go great. And you, it's, I don't think any of us should bear the burden of what other people around us do. <laughs> Yeah, it's uh, it's not great. Um, I don't think my coworkers should have to be responsible for the stuff I say, and vice versa. Yeah. Um. So Spencer leaves. We're not living in a social or what was it? Would that be more socialism or communism? I I don't know. I really want to break down the politics of working in the back room of a country club, Frank. Um. So I just want to finish up with Emily. Emily. <laughs> Emily sends them a text that just says like. Um, whatever you do, don't destroy the file. Like, 50 seconds after they destroy the file. They're like, whoops, I wanted to keep talking about Alex and Spencer, though, because when they slow dance, Spencer is flinging hair all around the room, and I was like, not only are those kebabs full of germs, they're now full of hair. I hope you're happy, young lady. (laughs) Do you think they would have, like, still gone for, no, they definitely would have still gone for the makeup so they were wearing hairnets? It actually would have been cuter. Yeah. Because it, it would be one of those, like... They should have been wearing aprons. That would have been really cute. Like, Spencer was wearing this, like, weird sack dress. <laughs> oh, and before... Okay, and I just want to say about the makeup date, like... Alex is just like, okay, we're gonna do we're gonna do a makeup date, but you have to let me plan everything. Oh, this was cute. I like this. And she's like, oh, that sounds kind of risky. He's like, don't worry. He says only a person who's in charge all the time would say that. <laughs> I, I and then we're back to the Mr. Fitz nonsense. <laughs> Away from this super adorable age-appropriate relationship to a weird one where she's like sneaking into his house to listen to his message machines. Wait, this was the most machine messages. This was the most coincidental thing because like it the, they leave the message right as she goes in there. It's like about your And this was like 2007. Who 2010. At, who at his age would have a home line and be receiving calls about a job interview when he is not in the state <laughs> at his home line. Yeah. Like you're pretty little liars. That was dumb. <laughs> Who still has landlines? Besides elderly people, I have no idea. Besides our parents, no one. Um, anyway, moving on. Um, was there any more to Hannah? Oh, Hannah, like, fills the fridge with food. Because I was like, is Hannah, like, because Hannah was complaining at the beginning, like, I don't have any money to spend on clothes. So she's like, okay, well, I'm just going to sell all my old clothes to get us food money. And her mom's like, don't do that. 
And like Hannah's like, I'm just trying to help. Hannah, you are a blessed angel. And not the way we say Madison Bell is a blessed angel, but is also a murderer. <laughs> yeah, it's a little bit different. Um, so the next episode begins with the girls, except for Emily. Yeah. No, except for Hannah. Opening up the um, memorial, Allison Memorial found weird flashback to them sitting on the beach and Allison talking about being immortalized. Yeah, um, um, something about, like, and, like, it's a we like, Spencer quotes it. Like, it's an actual quote that Spencer yeah, says. Yeah, that's being immortalized, darlings. And I was like, why does Allison talk like an old-timey villain constantly? <laughs> and she's twirling her mustache. Seriously. <laughs> and they oh, talk about... But Sorry, what I really like about this is that this is apparently back during Hefty Hannah. And, like, in the flashback, Hannah's wearing, a, like, a t-shirt over her swimsuit. It's so impossible to tell because they didn't put any prosthetics on her and they just like, no, like put a little bit more Vaseline on the lens and I'm like, is that, I, I can't tell. No, I really didn't think it was Hefty Hannah. What's weird is that like they bulk up her lower half, but the face is still like, is still skinny like Hannah. I'm like, I can kind of see it, but come on guys. Like, I, I, no matter how much Vaseline you put on that lens, that woman is still thin. <laughs> I, I'm, I'm hefty. Like it goes right to your face first. Like. <laughs> um, so they're talking about Allison's brother being back in town. Apparently he was a punk goth. They use it really interchangeably. And they're talking about how he went to an Ivy and Someone says, how did they do that? And Spencer was like, affirmative action for goths and emos. And I assumed he was going to come back super hot and, like, someone was going to sleep with him. But that didn't happen. He just came back, like, super, like, Patrick Bateman. I mean, I wouldn't say Patrick Bateman. Are we saying that right? Yeah, because it's Christian Bale, Patrick Bateman. Yeah, like, Patrick Bateman, I could kind of see, like, getting down with. I felt this was, like, more, not, not, uh... Wall Street. Yeah. Like, like just basically the most yuppie douche you've ever seen. And, like, Spencer got over her fear of being considered mean really fast because they were talking about this woman who's going to come in and play cello. She's like, I told her if she played anything sad, I'd kick her cello in. I was like, yo, Spencer, <laughs> chill. Though, I, like, so all these girls are twigs. Like, basically, like... I'm I scared of Spencer. I probably have, like, easily 50 pounds on Spencer. Spencer <laughs> could, like, fucking beat my face in. <laughs> like, I would love to see Spencer kicking a cello. I think it'd be really funny. <laughs> I would feel bad for that woman. Cellos are expensive. Um. Oh, also, the Allison Memorial, it's like... It looks like a gigantic birdbath bowl made of bronze. It is not, because when we see it smashed, it's basically made of gingerbread. It hits the ground. It's, like, broken before it even hits the ground. But, like, the figures around the top of it look like Giacometti. Have you ever seen him? He does, like, bronze statues. They're, like, very thin. Yeah, there's some of the bronze sculpture, right? Yeah, and so I was trying to look online. I did, like, the briefest research. I remember going to a museum and seeing that they were inspired by the Holocaust, but then in the Wikipedia article I scanned, I didn't see that, but I was like, this seems like, whether or not it was, it, they seem like dark figures to memorialize a woman that it, it's constantly being shoved down our throats. She was just sunshine and light. And I was like, this is like Sometimes. Dark. Well, yeah, but I'm talking about the... 
not the reality, but like what they're really trying to hammer in, home. In in the um, there's a there's a part of Doctor Who. Um, I know your eyes are rolling at this, Susie, where um, the doctor says about Gallifrey, like it wasn't like such a great place, and then somebody says like, but you always describe it in like this these terms of like it's a beautiful it's like that it's just says that's how I choose to remember it yeah and that's how these people choose to remember Allison but like you know what I would have loved a lot more is if they got the same guy who did the Lucy statue <gasps> like just all Frank will post a picture of it on the Facebook it's terrible yes I'm and I'm so glad that somebody bought it so that he'd just be like I just want this weird thing like I'm like Kudos to you, man. If I had your money, I'd totally do the same. So bad. <laughs> Lucio Ball, one of our the best comedians in history, like immortalizing that gross statue. It's very bad. Um, so like, whatchamacallit, what is Allison's brother's name? Jason. Jason comes in and is just bossing everyone around. He's like, I saw your program, I revised it. I saw the picture, I agree. And so the girls are like, so PO'd, that it, which I understand. They've been planning for a while for this friend that was, like, pretty mean to them. And it... <laughs> but pretty important to their lives. But it just... It just feels... Like, I... I was offended on the... Like, for them, where I'm like, who is this asshole coming in and just be like, oh, you just... You little ladies don't know what you're doing. Like, I'm the big Wall Street man. And... Did you find it creepy how he kept talking about being, like, closed out of their room? More secrets. I was like, Jason, can you like roll back the creep factor? Because I'm feeling it. I yeah. do not care for it. So th this episode was very flashback heavy. Um, yeah, just as one day at the beach where Allison decided to shit on everyone. And every everybody's going to the beach today. Like It's not, because it's Pennsylvania, it's not really a beach though. I think it's a lake. Yeah, um... So, like, Lucas is there playing, playing with a, a boat, like, a model boat, and she's like, like, God, get out of here, Hermie the Hermaphrodite. I'm like, Allison, come on, like, and I think Hannah tries to defend him, and Allison just shuts her down real quick, and then she- and, like, makes, like, a, a, an insinuation to, like, a fat joke or something. Yeah, and then- She said, it seems like something's gaining on you, and I was like, Allison, stop. Uh, yeah, it like she just like like I keep wondering if this show is just gonna be like at the end they'll be like fuck it, Allison was awful because <laughs> like they're not doing anything to make us like Allison. Like I'm getting less and less engaged in finding out who her killer is, and I'm just like these girls are a mess. <laughs> and they say that in this episode, they're like we have to stop messing stuff up and making the wrong decision every time. Like it honestly feels like it. I think they said that after they threw the file in the river. So go figure. <laughs> no, they're, they're like somebody I. I think it's before, I think Spencer, because Spencer's talking about sending you the cops, they're like, we need to stop making the same mistakes, and then they make the same mistake. Um, but, like, they, um, and then, like, to, Allison says to Arya, like, oh, looks like that girl got a boob job, like, she's going to the kissing rock with Noah Khan. would you do the that, Arya? The kissing rock thing was very weird. <laughs> It's just like make out points. Because Allison is like, if you go there, you can feel the ghost watching you and you don't want to disappoint these perv ghosts. I'm not <laughs> sure where that was going. It made me uncomfortable. Was that statue at Rutgers that whistled at you? Willie. Yeah. Whistling Willie. 
I didn't care about Whistle Molly. <laughs> I did not care for him. Frank was like, guess what? I'm not putting on a show for you or nobody until I get some dinner. <laughs> I, I love all my statues equally. Later, I don't care for Whistling Willie. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, so, and then Allison says to Emily, like, who did you want, who would you want to take to the, to the Kissing Rock? And then later in the library... No, that's next episode. But like, so okay. And the main no, they yeah they talk about the kissing rock and oh, and then Allison throws trash at Jenna like oh, there's the freaks because <laughs> her and her brother are there. Like no one's just allowed to live in this town. Like everyone is under this like constant scrutiny, and we see that especially with Emily's mom because Emily is like making the incredibly difficult decision of whether she wants to be out or not and be with Maya and her mom is like what would everyone think which is like the carrier equivalent of they're all gonna laugh at you <laughs> they're all gonna laugh at you and it's like such mixed messages because Emily's mom's like you need to be honest with me and yourself but like don't say anything I don't want to hear and it's like Emily's mom you know that this can work one of two ways, right? <laughs> you can either hear what you want or you can hear the truth. You can't have it both ways. She's like Michael from the from uh, Arrested Development, honestly, where she's like, be more honest with me, and then like when Emily tries to be honest, she just like hears the wrong thing. She's like, oh, gross. Honesty, I hate it. But, okay, but there is a milestone in this episode. Emily and Maya go out on a date. Yeah. And it's super cute. And... Oh. Emily finds out her dad's coming home because uh, he's been deployed in Afghanistan. And <laughs> I wouldn't put it past, like, A, to, f like, find some way to get rid of the dad. <laughs> like, A seems to have immense amounts of power and, like, clemency, like... So, you know... Maybe A is an otherworldly figure. Do you think this is going to turn into, like, a Buffyverse? Oh. God, I'd be so happy. <laughs> um, if, like, Emily's just like, I know how we get rid of A! Just slams down a spell where she's like, Magic bitches! <laughs> I would love that very much as well. Um, so <laughs> and Hermione Granger shows up like, Girls, girls, let's calm down. And Emily's like, She called to say you had buck teeth. And Hermione Granger's like, Fucking what? <laughs> Frank has painted a whole fiction way too quickly and I can't follow it all. <laughs> At the, in the description will be my AO3 account, and you can read my fanfiction where this happens. <laughs> oh, gosh. Um, okay, so the third episode, yeah, we that, still haven't seen Mr. Fitz. Okay, so, sorry, the main conflict in episode eight is that they don't want Jenna to um, say anything at the memorial because they're worried she's going to just call them out for being awful people or something. And Jenna, um, Jenna does speak at the memorial and she's like, I didn't, I thought I knew Allison. I didn't know Allison. She was a really sweet girl. I was just like, I really think Allison's alive and watching this. And like, like Jenna, they all mention how Allison would love all the, Oh, attention. because, because a says like, I'll be watching. Who's the guy who walks in in the back? Ian. Melissa's Ian, the boy that Spencer kissed. The first, the first. He looks totally different, right? They, they. I, I looked it up. They do switch actors on this show. It was so. There will eventually confusing. be another Toby. Because I was like, "Who is that?" <laughs> they were like Ian, and I was like, "Who?" 
Um, it does not look anything like other Ian. Oh. And, other than that, they're both white men with brown hair. Oh, and then... End uh, of similarities. And then, like, Emily is driving home, and she drives past Jenna's house, and she's, they see a broken motorcycle. It's pretty wrecked up. And Jenna just sitting on her porch crying. Um, Wait, so is Spencer with Ian now? No, Spencer's still with Alex. I didn't think about this at all, because I could... I feel like shows like that should say the part of Ian will now be played by. <laughs> because I, like, really am, like... <laughs> now I realize that that was significant. Also, why did Ian come to the funeral? This is confusing. Because he kind of knew Allison? Maybe he No, heard... he didn't. No, they, they met, because Alice... Well, I mean, he doesn't have happy memories of Allison. But that was a different guy. No, it was... Was that also new Ian? No, maybe, I don't know. I think that was new Ian. No, because she hadn't kissed Ian yet. No, and she like, had kissed Ian, and Allison's like, just tell your sister! No, that was a different dude. Okay. I think. Because Ian didn't meet and come on to her until Allison had been missing for a year. That's Ren. Ren is the fiancé. Who's Ian? Ian was the boyfriend that um, A was using... Like, when, like, Ren and Spencer... Oh! And she's like, you've this done this before. This is I'm so confused. Show, I need you to make dudes look different. <laughs> like, more different. Can we get... Hey, hey, Show, can we get a person of color? I think Maya. <laughs> okay, sorry. Can we get more? Yes. Because, <laughs> like, geez Louise, everyone looks related. Everyone is so Caucasian. There's so much brown hair. I know. It's like only spots of blonde and maybe some dark auburn. Oh, God, it's a show. Um, okay, so... Um, and then... Jason, the brother, had said the thing about Allison... Blaming Spencer for yeah, everything. and being like, I just don't know what to do. And I was oh, like, anyone who knows Allison knows she's not scared of anyone because she's the devil. <laughs> um, Is the devil scared of anyone? I don't think so. Um... And he's also like, I'm here to light a fire under the cops, like, tookuses. Yo, okay, so we, let's get into the third episode. So the third episode is... Every character is trapped at the goddamn school. It's taking the SATs. I'm willing to allow this show to make this much of a stretch, because this episode just ticked by. Yeah. Because Oh, and what we forgot from the last episode is that Hannah and Sean had to take their retake prom pictures. Yeah. And it kind of brought them back together. And then Sean and his friend Noel, who I swear they are involved, the way these men are with each other. <laughs> Either the actors are making a weird choice or we're going to find something out in a couple episodes. I really hope we find out Sean's gay. With Noel. That'd be awesome. But Noel is interested in Oh, wait, in no. Aria. There's another person of color. Noel Kahn. Yeah. Um, oh, but also, Sean and H Hannah had to retake their prom pictures because, you know, Hannah was off trying to find Emily. Um, and Sean's, like, super bitter about it. And Lucas is like, hey, guys, let's... Because, like, fucking Sean shows up like I did when Susie and I took JCPenney shoots together, like, in shorts and whatnot. Like... At least Sean knew to have the top half. Yep. Frank showed up in a t-shirt and we had to take a wrinkled button up out of the trunk of his car. <laughs> but... Live and let, or live and learn, not live and let die. Um, <laughs> and, so, then, and then, like, she's spending more time, and then has spending more time with Lucas, and they're watching awesome videos about turkey snowboarding, and... And Sean is like, hmm, 
I don't believe this at all. And I was like, Sean, you are like officially no fun. Yeah, he's like, I don't care about this turkey snowboarding. I'm like, Sean, you suck now. You are on, put your name on the, the sex offender list. He, no, he doesn't deserve to be on the sex offender list. Fine, then put it on the boring list. He can just be there by himself. <laughs> it's true. There's a lot of things about these characters, but boring is not one of them. Yeah. So, you know what's crazy is that everyone but Trash Dad and Hannah's mom are trapped in the high school. Yeah. Everyone, all of the students are taking the SATs, and then Arya's mom well, they keep is proctoring. They keep preparing to take the SATs, but, like, very things... I'm saying things that's why they're there. Getting away. Oh, and for the, in episode eight, uh, Mr. Fitz still isn't there, and it's fucking awesome. But then, in episode nine, he's back. God damn it. He drove back from the city to proctor the exam, and Arya is, like, super mad at him, and he's like, I left... But I knew I needed to come back. I I don't know how other people feel about this relationship, but I feel absolutely no joy. And as an adult, I like really, really can't stand that he does this to a teenager. There is so much goddamn Ezra Arya fan fiction. It's so depressing to me because it's like the idea of being my age and dating a teenager just seems so repulsive. Yeah. Because I Somewhat, the age gap just makes it that the older person has such an advantage due to knowledge and resources and, like, having a brain that should be fully developed, but Ezra seems to be, like, stuck in this place where he just wants to emo all over the place about doing something that's so very illegal. Yeah, and, like, you're in New York City. You're telling me New York City, a place that is packed to the The, gills with people. They're not in New York City. They're in Pennsylvania. No, no, no. He went to New York City. You're telling me that you're, you're going to a city that's packed with people, that you can't throw a rock and find somebody single. That's what makes me wonder, like, what's wrong with Ezra? He's a sex predator. That's what's wrong with Ezra. <laughs> yep, we said it, and it is true. Like, you know, fucking Humbert, 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 like, he, there were, there were ladies about, and he's like, nope. Fucking Ezra's a pedophile. There's no- I am begging everyone- Please do not romanticize adult and child relationships. I kind of don't even want to talk about their relationship anymore. Can we just put a moratorium on it? Yeah, let's. I mean, unless some- I know we made a bet. If what the bet comes true, either way, oh, the, he gets arrested. If that happens, we'll talk about it. But I just can't talk about man-child love anymore. It's so gross. Yeah, let's move on. Like, if, <laughs> if something big happens in the next like three episodes, like he gets hurt or something. Which, we'll mention it. I yeah, don't even want to but, talk about it. But it's just like, we can't go over this anymore. Um, so everybody's trapped in the school. Uh, Emily finds... Emily gets a text message from A that says, like, I wasn't the only one with great expectations, or somebody wasn't the... I think Allison wasn't the only one with great expectations. So Emily... I did not put this together from that text message. Good on you, Emily. She's like, oh, oh I did. I should go look at great expectations <laughs> and finds a letter... Did she write it to Allison? She did. Yeah. About how mad she was at Allison for leading her on. And, like, when oh. we see the scene... So, when they kiss in the library, it's because Allison's reading to her, which, like, duh, very seductive. And they kiss, and it's super cute. And then they're in the locker room, and Allison is naked and talking about her, un- like, this fancy French bra she bought, asks... Emily to like clasp her bra which as a woman even at 16 you can clasp your own bra (laughs) and so Emily tries to kiss her and Allison's like what are you doing no like she kisses her shoulder instead of her instead of her lips 
Well, yeah, but either way, kisses her. And Allison's like, what are you doing? You were just practiced. Don't get it twisted. I don't care about you. And I was like, yo, Allison, <laughs> you are so low in my esteem right now. Put your name on the list. <laughs> you No, Frank, the on list On the is- devil list. <laughs> Fine. Um, her and Mona. <laughs> through we the- have three lists now. The boring list, that's just Sean. The sexual predator list, which is everybody, every male besides Sean. And Lucas. And Lucas. Lucas is on the good boy list. My beautiful boy. And Alex is on there now, too, after this episode. Alex and Lucas are officially my sons, and I love them, and I'm so proud of them. Um, And I want only the best. And then there's the devil list, which is just Mona and Allison. Yeah. Mona is the worst. Mona just keeps, like, shitting on Lucas, and Allison's like, hey... Not Allison, excuse me. Hannah is just like, hey, guess what? You bought my bag. Which I don't get why, why is that such a big deal to buy a secondhand bag? Because Mona's whole thing is just like, oh, I'm rich and I can like get whatever I want now. And Hannah's like, I see you were, you were like dumpster diving in my dumpster of online sales. Um, and then... <laughs> That's not even a reach. <laughs> and so, um, at this point... Jumpster of online sales. <laughs> it wasn't great, admittedly. I am magistrate of jumpster of online sales. <laughs> um, I love it. Oh, God. And the detective is back. <sighs> Thank God he is out in this episode. I was like, why is no adult realized? Because, like, so much crazy stuff happens in this show. I didn't like fully process how crazy he is that he is stalking teen girls. But when Spencer's mom comes in at the end of this whole like shut in storm thing, she's like, what are you doing? Because Emily is crying. He has gone through her purse. I think he's a, Could be. I think he murdered Allison. He seems to stalk <laughs> these girls really hard. And so her uh, mom is like, get away from them. I will sue you. And destroy you. And I was like, look, Spencer's mom, I usually hate you. In this moment, I love you. <laughs> like, because she's just like, what? Like, you can't... Anything they say is inadmissible. You are questioning minors without a without an adult present. And he, no he, guardian. He, he comes... He like, tries to come back. She's like, no! There's no... Like, you you are done. You're she's done. She's like, I will end you. She's like, you leave now. I think she means, like... I think she runs him out of town. It's like, you leave now. Or, like, I will, like, put you out of business. Because... They were like, is he going to come back? And she's like, not on my watch. And I was like, damn, Spencer's mom. Um, and then Spencer's mom tells the saddest story ever. Okay, so, yeah, so Alex and Spencer's mom have a weird moment, like, when they see each other. Alex acts very bizarre for what yeah, this like, actually is. Like, he's like, he's I, like, ask her mom. Yeah, he's like, like, did they bang? <laughs> That's what I thought. I was like, oh, God, it goes both ways. And then I was like, yo, Alex, if that's true, you're in the wrong. Like, it, she shouldn't be sleeping with minors. But also, you can't be mad at Spencer because she didn't know that you banged her mom. <laughs> so anyway. Um, <laughs> so anyway, mom banging. The story, that, the story that, Spen- that Spencer's mom tells is apparently um, the dad took Spencer and Melissa to a... Um, to Washington, D.C. for something. And then... And the um, mom stayed back for no reason. Well, what we thought... What everybody thought was no reason, but she was actually getting a mastectomy, or getting a... a she wasn't getting a mastectomy! Sorry. She got a lump removed. Sorry, I... Frank's like, a lump, a whole breast, MBD. No I, My apologies, I don't know the... It's okay, I'm kidding. <laughs> I know, but... It I, was a harrowing story. And then she's like, you know, and like... Because Spencer is like, why aren't you telling us? And she's like... You know our family doesn't deal with this stuff? And I was like, 
This runs deep. Like, I, like, I'm, I'm not a woman, but I can imagine that's a harrowing experience, like, just to go through. Even when you have your family. I would say it's not even dependent on being a woman. When someone is, you know, waiting to hear news about, like, a cancerous, like, a cluster or whatever it's called, mass. Yeah, that's going to be scary. And so she goes to the um, club and gets lit. (laughs) And, like... I like I really like the storytelling in this because you can tell that she it's written in a way that it seems like she ran it over and over again in her head where she's like on this day I got completely trashed on this day yeah it's like uh it was pretty bad I don't remember and then was it Saturday that she like lost her shoe and then told Alex everything and then he put her in the cab with the shoe yeah like Alex like took care of her yeah. Which makes the dad even shittier in retrospect. Exactly. Also, um, so there was like a very nice moment and then um, Spencer kisses Alex and he's like, what's that for? And she's like, I can't say anything. It's a secret. It's cute. Because everyone knows what's up or whatever. Trash dad? I was like, trash dad? You're at Hannah's mom's house. Hannah's mom is very vulnerable right now. If you guys mess around, I will be so mad. And they are like, this close! And then they... They they make, they're like oh <laughs> they make a date for like next Saturday and at the end they remember like hey we're not supposed to be like scumbag adults and well they, trash dad is like this is kind of like my base yeah. but like you seem better than this so I probably won't pull you into this <laughs> like, and I was like that's right step away from the Hannah mom the moms in this show are like like seriously though. Who hurt the showrunner? Because they <laughs> hate men. <laughs> hate men. Like, Mr. Fitz, sex predator. Sean, super boring. Uh, Alex, nice boy. But sensitive like a woman. Yes. <laughs> That's why he's a nice boy. Lucas, sensitive, generous, empathetic, nice boy. Oh, and he's... Oh, Trash dad, the worst. <laughs> oh, and let me just also throw this out there. Lucas is not asking for a cut. Of anything that he's helping Hannah earn. Or other recompense. Yeah, I, I, I was like, oh, Lucas, don't go there, man. And uh, Spencer said, the worst. Emily's dead, we don't know, but dollars to donuts, I bet that guy's the worst. So, I bet, like, I'm really hoping that not some homophobic shit gets thrown around when he comes home. Because there's a moment where um, Maya asks Emily, like, am I going to get to meet your dad? I know, I, like, completely cringed because I was like, Maya, do you actually want to? Because <laughs> like, <laughs> Emily's mom's not a peach. She seemed like it in the first couple episodes. I don't know what happened. Yeah, well... She was just, like, a she, big old weirdo in this episode. Because I, because I think, like... What like, is it around Toby that everyone's just, like... He's Boo Radley. Oh, it's so true. Um... But anyway... I can't wait until we find out that that horrible cop, played by Harvey from Sabrina the Teenage Witch, is the bad guy. <laughs> so, um, I, I forgot to say, at the beginning of this episode, Emily, um, like, er, like Hannah, Spencer, and Arya are studying at, um, one of their houses, I don't know, I can't tell it apart, and they're like, where's, they're Spencer's house. where's Emily? And like, Emily just comes bursting into her room. She's covered in mud and she looks terrified. She's like hiding her clothes. And it turns out it's because the park got bashed up right before she got there. She went there to mourn because of the, the note and her guilt. And like, so a horrible cop is like really like drilling her in on this. 
And, like, it makes no sense character-wise because, like, Emily seems like the sweetest and most defenseless among them. Like, Hannah's a sweetheart, but I think she can take care of herself. Emily really does seem to be the one that's floundering the most often. And, like... And And the most vulnerable. And Emily is forced to be outed in front of, like, Spencer and Arya. I hated that. I hated it. It was the worst. Fuck you, detective. I hope, like, I hope, I hope if you're not A, A does something to you just out of, like, you know what? Fuck you, man. Evil Harvey is the worst. But, okay. Well, wait, there's one last thing, which Lucas might not be a good boy because, like, the whole thing was like. I don't care that he banged up the park. Elsa was so mean to him. Well, no, like, I I don't think that's it. I think that's it. Okay. Well, I the, bet you an ice cream cup. Oh, fine. Okay. <laughs> um, like, have any of our bets come true yet? No, but we're going to have, like, I'm going to have to keep watching this. Oh, what a heartbreak. <laughs> um, I'm going to write down our bets now. Um, okay. This is a neat pen. Yeah. Okay. Lisa so, gave that to me. Lucas. Dear friend Lisa. Is not a good boy. Um, well. Didn't wreck park. Um, did Meredith, it, will Meredith try and kill the family with fire or with non-fire? I, she doesn't even seem to be in the picture anymore. I don't know, I think she's coming back. I think she's gonna drive a cop car through the Montgomery household. Yeah. <laughs> then what if, like, she drives through and then it lights on fire? Then we'll just call it even. <laughs> um, the next is Mr. Fritz. Arrested at the end of the season. No, in I said in the same season, in the same episode that they do it. Okay, and then I said, like, A's last plan. A, A's last gambit. So. There was a fourth bet. Like, was it the one we just came up now? I have that one. I'll, I'll look it up. Boy. Okay. Um, but yeah, so, next up, we're going to, um... We're going to do... Oh, was it maybe that Jenna is a... Jenna's not blind. Oh. <laughs> okay, we got them all. Frank will post them on the Facebook. Yes, I will. Okay, so next week we're finishing up, sadly, our month of Pretty Little Liars. It was such a good month. Our the Pretty show Little has Summer. Been, this show has been so good to us. <laughs> like, if every show could be as riveting as this show, like... I always leave my episodes until the day of, and they're so easy to get through. Yeah. Like, I, you know, I have to pay more attention than I usually would viewing something because I like to take notes, but I'm always like, well, that just scooted by that two and a half hours or whatever. <laughs> there, it's like, there, we've watched it where I'm like, oh God, where's my DS? There I has really been time that 80 minutes feels like a lifetime. <laughs> and then I'm just like, and, and you have to end. I'm done with this. <laughs> and like, I, like I also save them cause I want to have them fresh in my mind. But like right now we're recording, we're recording this on a Wednesday. I watched it last night. I'm like, I can really do more pretty little liars right now. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, next week will be the conclusion and it's going to be 10 through 12. Um, one last plug for please rate and review us. Uh, you can just search on iTunes and click Teen Girl Talk. Frank's name comes up, Franklin Coda. And uh, if you do and would like a sticker or magnet, just give us a holla at realteengirltalk at gmail.com. Yep. And you'll I think that is it. 
Yep, thanks for joining us on this journey. I'm sorry to see its end next week, but we got we got a lot of good stuff coming up for you. Yeah, um, and also Frank is going to post an image uh, where I have compared uh, Spencer's mom, who I believe looks exactly like uh, Olivia Benson from <laughs> Law & Order SVU. You guys can comment on it. Be the judge. <laughs> uh, I'm Susie Coda. I'm Franklin Coda. Team, Team Coda. Alyssa. Yes, Catherine. I have something I want to tell you, but you have to promise never to tell anyone. <laughs>